Welcome to Franklin Covey's Seven Habits Coach Series. I'm your host, Todd Davis, Executive Vice President and Chief People Officer at Franklin Covey. On this season of the Seven Habits Coach, we are talking to some of our expert consultants on how you can actually amplify your impact with the help of the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Today, I'd like to welcome my good friend and one of our expert consultants, Susan Sable. Susan, how are you? Hi, Todd. Good. Good to be here. Well, great to have you. Thank you for making time for this. Really appreciate it. Mm -hmm, And we'll just uh, be sensitive to your time and we'll get right to it. Uh, Tell us, Susan, what was your introduction to the seven habits? Seven habits for me happened when I was working for a telecom company. It was probably in the first five or six years after the book was out. I skimmed the book and they sent me to the course for the seven habits. Todd, at the time, it was a five day course. Wow. Okay. That's a commitment. <laughs> Called immersion. It wouldn't happen yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. What what was your what what was your experience in those five days? I mean, was it uh skeptical? Was it uh tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so during those five days, I was really excited. I'm a learner, a continual learner. So I felt like, wow, my company is investing in me on two le- levels. Number one, they're paying for me to work for the company. And they were paying for me to attend the course. I feel like that's being on scholarship and that I feel very, very privileged for that. And actually, Todd, I found some of the work I did a couple of months ago when I was organizing some files. Mm -hmm. And what I started plotting my course there is playing out today. So it's really exciting to when you ask me that question about way back. It sets your course. That's great. I, my, my first experience was it was down to three days. And mm-hmm. I remember at the end of that third day, wishing it would go on. So now I'm feeling mm-hmm. like I got cheated out of those extra two days. But anyway, yeah. well, so how long have you been? How long have you now been actually teaching the seven habits? I've led the seven habits for nine years. I've been with Franklin Covey for 10. So the first year I focused on a different program and then I got the seven habits certification. And now, in fact, it's a majority of my work. Yeah, I know. Well, you are known as one of our seven habits experts. So again, Mm -hmm. glad you're here today. Today, we're going to uh, focus specifically on habit three of the seven habits. But first things first, and, and maybe to begin with, Susan, you wouldn't mind just sharing based on all of your great experience, what are just kind of the major takeaways or, or things that, man, if you if you don't, you know, if you don't focus on this in habit three, you're missing the boat here. Yeah. So uh, one of the key things in habit three, as we get started in it, has a name called the time matrix. And it's really a thinking tool that is to get us to think about the value that we add in everything we're thinking we want to do and that we do do and even the value of things that we decide not to do. So we have this real value equation on the time matrix, it's called importance. And we need to all make sure that we're doing our high value things because otherwise we can just get busy and be tired and then have some regrets. Okay, so a little deeper into that then, how is, I mean, I'm thinking about uh, my day today and my next week and everything I've got and it's a long list is important. (laughs) Any advice? (laughs) Yes. Well, this is one of the times when I think Todd, a lot of times we need to not go it alone. Important is a relative term. And so we need to look at it for ourselves relative to all the roles we have 
which does happen to build on what we do in Habit 2, um, we, importance also is relevant to the uh, expectations that others have of us, the promises that we've made. And I don't want to miss just throwing it out early. When we have this clarity about what's important, then we move it into weekly planning. And weekly planning is the place we set our course for each week so that we make sure we do the highest value, most important things week after week. Okay, so, so it's really, in some respects, the, the habit of prioritization. I mean, it's just deciding you can't do everything. So right. I'd love to know, Susan, what do you, you personally, because you're a very disciplined, what I know of you, you're very disciplined. You, you honor your commitments. I've never known Susan Sable to drop the ball on anything. Um, what, what do you use as a rule of thumb? How do you prioritize? How do I prioritize? Hmm? Well, it's always starting with my list of roles and that's a combination of roles inside my work at Franklin Covey and beyond to my family, my community, and I try to be a citizen of the world. So I start there and then I say, well, what is my end in mind long term for those things? And then what steps do I need to take this week to move me toward that goal in the long term? So it, it's a really nice flow. And, and that's why weekly planning is so important. We None of us would go into any kind of competition, for example, whether a mathlete or an athlete, without doing our homework and our preparation to knowing the approach that we're going to take. And that's what we do during a limited amount of time every week called our planning time. Okay, so you're saying if I've, if I've got this list, there's no way I can get all this done in a day mm-hmm. or a week. Which of these most closely aligns with, with I love that term you used, citizen of the world, mm-hmm. um, but, but which of these most closely aligns with whoever I, it is that I'm trying to be? Is that? Is that yeah, enough? yeah. Who am I trying to be as a whole person, Todd? And then breaking it down into those roles that I that I cherish, that I feel privileged to have. And, mm-hmm. and I want to move forward in all of them. It, it's really easy with a demanding job. Or sometimes if some of the listeners might be thinking, oh, well, I just had a kid. I'm going to give them a lot of time. And they deserve a lot of time. You don't want to ever go, oh, I regret that I gave too much time this direction or that direction. So it's about keeping your eye on all the roles, not just mm-hmm. one that might be the, the most active or the most... Mm, Loud, I would say. You just reminded me. I remember when I first read Seven Habits 20, gosh, 28 years ago, um, Stephen talked about seasons of imbalance, that it's okay as long as it, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something mm-hmm. about, you know, we do, you reminded me of this when you said if someone has a child, you know, yeah. we, we do go into a season of imbalance and that's okay as long as that season doesn't become our entire life, uh, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I like I have discussions with a lot of my friends when they're new moms about having it all. And I think the thing we find comfort in is you can have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. Right now. Yeah. So imbalance is okay, And we don't want to ever forget those other roles, which is why a weekly planning session that includes just acknowledging that my role as a daughter 
for the time being is minimized because it's max other things are maximized yeah. and letting that balance be just so that we're aware of it not not unconsciously having it slip away from us Wow, oh, really good advice. I'm, I'm, I'm just right now in the middle of, or, or with my siblings taking care of an aging parent who mm-hmm. is, is actually on hospice, and mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm at my point of uh, exhaustion. I remind myself, wait, this is a season. This isn't, you know, this is where my focus needs to be right now, but not, not, uh, it's not going to go on forever. So really, really good advice. What do you say to people pleasers <laughs> as you're talking, Susan? I mean. <laughs> First of all, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Susan Sable. I mm. I am a people pleaser, and so I, I have a hard time saying no to people or disappointing them. And so when I'm yeah. thinking about these priorities that you're talking about, my priorities or my my task list, yeah. and while some of those things, just to be honest with you, maybe they don't align with who I'm trying to become as a citizen of the world, mm-hmm. but I also want to be reliable and I want to be that person, that go-to person, and I find yeah. myself having a, an extraordinarily long task list because of that. Any advice there for the people pleasers of the world? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I have an advice. And it is in, in a very quippy sentence is just say no, which is incredibly hard. So here are some versions of that. Not me. Not now. Maybe never. Right. Or, or no. And what we need to have is the big yes, so that we're really clear about what we do want to accomplish every week. The big yes makes it easier to say, no, not now, not me. And, and the thing about people pleasing or, or pleasing or even wanting to be someone who constantly comes through is that yeah. if we say yes to too much, then we are going to let more people down. We should only take on those things that really are in our capacity and our capability to do. If we take things just to say, um, yes, I'm a team player, but we can't do it or can't do it well, we're not serving the person we said yes to and we're not serving ourselves. And that comes out in our reputation. And so we just want to be really careful about what we say no too. And and it, sometimes uh, Todd, I recommend people don't do that alone either. You know, mm-hmm. you maybe talk to someone who's in a parallel role. Definitely talk to somebody who's above you. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't think that because we know our paradigms, our picture of what's the whole picture is always limit always limited. So let's get the full picture by having those conversations as well. So such wise advice. You are you are a wise person. So so oh, I, I want to get really tactical here for just a minute because I mm-hmm. think for me anyway, it's really helpful to hear the language that someone uses. You do this so well. So so if I were to this webinar that we're doing, mm-hmm. if if I had called you and you couldn't do it, you well you could do it, but you're making a choice not to because you had other commitments. <laughs> if I called you, I'd love to hear how you decline. Okay, that's what I really I'd like to hear. How you do that and still have me like you. So let's say I called you a couple weeks ago and said, "Hey, Susan, we really, you are such an expert at Seven Habits. We and, and we really need you to to join us for a few minutes and talk about Habit Three on you know whatever today is. Could 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 you please do that first? Tell me how you say no to if you couldn't do it. I mean, thank heavens yes. for us doing it, but <laughs> yeah. How, how do you say no to that? Yeah. Susan, well, could you join us next week? We really need you. You're the only person that can do this. Yeah, I would 
first say thank you, Todd. I am absolutely flattered. And I think if we need to talk about it a little bit, and I, as we talk, you're going to find out you don't want me to do this. I have so many commitments right now that you're going to get my second best or third best effort as opposed to my best effort. So I can probably help you find somebody who can do it, but I'm not the one you want. Wow. Okay, Susan, I've got like four calls today with people that I can't do what they're asking me to do. Could you <laughs> join me on those calls? <laughs> I'm just going to say, Susan's going to answer for me. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, I, I appreciate you because just the words you used and your intent, honestly, that's what came through is, is what I heard in those words is even what you didn't say. And that is, look, I want you to have a quality you know, product or a quality mm -hmm. output you're doing mm -hmm. and I'm not the best person. That was really wise. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. You've probably already answered. Well, you have answered this now, but I, I wanted to kind of conclude with how someone really amplifies the impact they're having in their organization, in their personal life with specifically habit three. Any other thoughts on that? Sure, Todd. So when you put first things first, what you will be confident of is that you are doing the things that have the highest return on investment in those areas that you determined are the most important to you. So to amplify putting first things first, block a little bit of time at the end of every week. And during that time, you wrap up what you can, have a clear picture of the week behind you, and then make your plan for the week ahead of you. And that will amplify your return on investment because it keeps you focused on the things that are most important. Wow, such sage advice. And, and now I know why you are the go-to person. Honestly, you really do model these very things that you're teaching us. So thank you so much for joining us today, Susan. And thanks to all of you for joining us. If you'd like more information or additional resources, please go to our website at franklincovey.com. Thank you again. And, and Susan, thank you. Oh, take care.